Amen. Let's go ahead and dive in. I got a question for you. When you guys were growing up, or maybe even now, how many people did some treasure hunts? Was that only one? You know, you have a little map and do that. It's pretty exciting, isn't it? How many? How many found something? <laughs> one or two? Good. Well, I tell you what, today uh, God is going to reveal some of the hidden treasures of his word, his wisdom, and his, and his grace today. The title of our message is called Hidden Treasure, and I'm going to jump on in right from our scripture. If you got your Bibles with you today, we're going to be in Matthew 13, 44 area. We've got a lot to cover, so I'm going to go ahead and read that. And it says, the kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field. When a man found it, he hid it again, and then in his joy went and sold Sold all he had and bought that field. Now, let me tell you something. I got a funny feeling he uncovered something pretty amazing, didn't he? Yep. Today, I want you to know that the most amazing thing that's been uncovered or brought to us or shared with us is the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. So, but a lot of times, uh, it seems like we bury that thing in the backyard and don't share it with people. Today, I hope that we take a few minutes. And I, I, I'll tell you, I, this is not in my notes or anything, it's just in my heart. I'm going to tell you, it takes a lot of prayer and a lot of people and a lot of giving and a lot of doing to do what we do. And I want to thank each and every one of y'all for what you do. Your prayers, your giving, your going, your, you're just believing that, you know what, that God's called us to a place like this for a time such as this, you know. Uh, Tanya Tim's always serving and, and, and uh, Thomas and the family and so many. I don't want to leave anybody out. Mike and Bonnie pulling stuff down. You guys are coming back and forth, doing, praying, checking in, all that. So I just want to take a minute to let you know that, you know what, that treasure that's in you, I recognize that and I appreciate that greatly. So I want to say that starting right on out. Well, that's kind of where this started this week. You know, it's a, it's a week of Thanksgiving. We're going to be talking a lot about that. But, you know, do we really have that grateful heart? You know, a lot of times we think, well, I'm thankful for my food. I'm thankful for my family. Are we really thankful for all that God has done for us? And I hope today, not only we see what God has done for us, but we see the, the people and the hidden treasures that God has put in our lives around us. So if you got your hand out, we're going to be talking about the hidden treasures in others. We'll be talking about the hidden treasures in you, yourself, and also the hidden treasures in Christ. And I tell you what, I'm not so sure it's really that hidden if we just ask the Lord to reveal it to us. Amen. Well, you know, I like to do a little devotion time, and I encourage us all the time to write a few things down that God's showing you in, in, in your, your private Bible study time. And one of the things I wrote this week uh, on, my, on my little uh, Facebook thing was this. I said, you know, uh, treasure the treasures God has put in your life, family, friends, salvation. I said, the blessings just keep flowing. And you and I have so many blessings, so much to be thankful for. In a matter of hours, there was almost close to 100 hits on that. And a lot of times I'll use that as a pulse rate. I'll, Lord will give me something. I'll say, man, if this has impacted so many people's lives so rapidly, then maybe, Lord, is that what you're telling me to speak on this week? So I continue to, to just pray over that through the week and see what God had. And then back at work, I start seeing different things. And, and I said, Lord, don't show me that's the message. Help me to deliver that message that will encourage our home team, that will encourage us during this, this holiday. But see, and we're going to talk about this later. But we really, as Christians, we should be looking for that hidden treasure in someone every day. You know, you know, we say this a lot. Lord, give us the eyes of Christ to see what you see in that person. You know? And so I hope today that's what we can really do. I, I, I wrote this down. I want to read just what I have. I said, I pray that as we dig in the field of our hearts and memories today and sift through the, listen, bad attitudes, the pride, the selfishness, and pull out the hidden treasure the Lord has placed in others, in ourselves, and in Christ the King. Because I'm going to tell you what, today, the Lord, help us to see the value in others. Help us to see the uniqueness in ourselves, and help us to share and see the blessing in the Savior. So if you start out your day like that, I can tell you it's going to start out a whole lot better than if you start putting a list of all the things you've got to do. See, I talk about this a lot because I'm telling you this is where I'm living at in my life, and I want to share that with you. I try to choose well before my feet hit the floor. I choose to seek the Lord first before I even get out of bed. Lord, order my steps. Lord, what are you going to show me today? Lord, thank you that you woke me up today. How are you going to use my life to impact other lives for the kingdom of God? You know, he says, the kingdom of heaven or the kingdom of God is like treasure hidden in a field. 
That's the way, that's the way this thing's set up. And so today I hope as we read through this and we can just take a look at this and, and just kind of dive in and make it your own. Make it, make it real to you. So we go back to this and it says, he hid it again, right? The man found this, this treasure. He hid it again and then in his joy went and sold all he had and bought that field. I want you to think about this. Some people may have more than you. Some people may have a lot less than you. There has to be something pretty amazing of great value for you to say, I'm going to sell everything for this particular thing. You know, what? that's what God did. He gave his best. He laid all that down. Jesus gave it all away because he saw the value in you. And he came to pay the price and gave his life for you so that we can have that relationship so that we can be with him for eternity. How long is eternity? Forever and ever and ever. And if anybody's sitting here or listening to this later, I want you to know that God finished his part of the deal. Amen? Mm -hmm. It is finished. You know, we talk about that a lot at Resurrection Day, Easter time. But do we really live that out throughout the year? You know, you guys know one of my favorite uh, parts of the Bible is in Romans chapter 8. Therefore, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. That means it's already settled. And like I've talked to people, that doesn't mean you won't have some scar tissue for, for going outside the lines, right? But I'm going to tell you what, God still got you, amen? God still, he's never going to let you go. He's never going to turn you loose. In my life, sometimes I felt like he's holding on to me maybe around my neck, right? But I can tell you it's because I was running. Anybody ever walk away from the Lord? Once, twice, three times? But you notice, he never left us, right? He never left us. That treasure of his love, that treasure of his wisdom, that treasure of his grace is amazing. So with that being said, let's just jump in here. And I want to look at this. The first thing I want to look at this is when the man found the treasure, he realized its value. All right? So if you got your notes, let's start with that. Okay? Everybody doing good? Let me hear you say amen. amen. All right. So we want to talk about the hidden treasures in others. How often do we really see the value in others? And I'm talking about really looking deep and saying, wow, that person's a blessing. Now, let's be honest. Sometimes we got to look a little bit deeper, don't we? A little bit deeper. Sometimes we put different folks that look different or sound different or, or act different than us in a different, different box sometimes. But I want to tell you what. I pray today that we look through the lens of the Lord and know that they're just as amazing as you are. How many know you're pretty amazing? Wait a minute. <laughs> you guys are pretty amazing, right? And you say, amen. Real loud. There you go. I want to encourage you. That's the next slide, but I just thought I'd warm you up for that, okay? <laughs> well, let's take a look at this. So I said, do we look for value in others? I think a lot of times I don't think we really look for the value. And so that's, to me, that's something we need to do. We need to be willing to look. We need to be willing to slow down. We need willing to, to set some of our time aside and say, hey, how can I help? How can I make a difference in this person's life? Think back through, through your life. The people that have really impacted your life for the, for the long haul, they invested in you, didn't they? Now, you know, sometimes today the word investment's kind of scary. If you look at the stock market, if you look at your 401K and all this stuff. But I'm going to tell you, when you invest in someone for the kingdom purposes, you know, I believe that you're going to see some really big dividends. Maybe it's eternal dividends. Maybe that they hear the message of, the, the Jesus, of Jesus Christ, the gospel of Christ, and they choose to follow Jesus. See, because the Lord has called us and give us a task to do that. Well, let's take a look at this. Do we invest in others? And, and I, I wrote a few things down here. I said, you know, do we really see what God has put in each person? Do we really see that value? Every person, God has placed something amazing, something special in and, you know, I, I thought, isn't that something? God has put something in each person so amazing that he was willing to die for us. He was willing to die for not just the one that's got the parking ticket, but the, 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 the one that is so far away that we think that God could never reach. Well, let me tell you, God could reach them. And he might choose you to be the last link in the chain. Are you willing? Now, you know, a lot of times when we're thinking about hidden treasure we think about different talents and things like that and I, I thought man isn't that amazing how uh, God has blessed so many people with so many different things but I pray today as we, we spend time together in the holidays coming up 
and I probably talk about it. How many got some, some people coming over their house? All right. And so, you know, sometimes, how many people, don't raise your hand, just nod. You got some people that you don't normally see that much. You got some people that you're thinking, are they really coming? Right? Why is my daughter-in-law going like, yeah, I know. Because we're going to her house. Yeah. But, but this is what I'm saying. Set your heart, purpose these things in life, that you're going to love on your crazy uncle. All right? You're going to listen to Aunt Margaret's story 27 times. It's okay. You know? It's all right if they, they pick apart your bread pudding. It's okay, all right? But I'm going to tell you, I'm hoping to prepare our hearts for something bigger this, this week. Something bigger. It's called the gospel. Now, we know the gospel. We know that Jesus Christ gave his life for us. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. That he loved us so much that God sent his only begotten son. Can we live that out this week? Absolutely. In the power of the Lord. And I hope today that we, we do that. And, and see that. But it starts with, with choosing to do that. You know what I mean? When you, when you think about that, I was listening to a guy preach last night. I listened to a lot of preaching before I go to bed. And the guy was talking about kingdom principles. And he talked about the word of God. And he says, if God says do this, then this is going to go this way. If, if he says you do this, then it's going to go this way. So and let me try to pull this down because I was half asleep, but it was a good message, Okay. What he was saying is, when we do it God's way, it's going to be okay. It might not come in the time that you want it to. It might not be in the color that you want it to be or the right bow that you think it ought to be. But I'm going to tell you, if we're seeking the Lord in these situations, God will do what? He'll work all things together for the good. So I want to encourage you guys that, with that today. Well, I want to share a little something. I think we got this next, next picture here. Anybody know what that might be? Uh, yeah, Bill said no. That happens to be a picture of my motorcycle. Most people know I like to really ride my motorcycle. And I just want to jump on this for just a second. There's a guy I work with that I had no idea could, could paint. This does not do it justice. I would have brought the painting in today, but I was afraid he was going to get wet. So this is the next best thing. And I tell you, I talked to this fellow, and I said, man. He said, uh, I said, what have you been doing? Just taking a little time. He said, well, you know, he said, I've always liked art. I play music. So I said, I play music. You know, just getting to know the guy. Finding some common ground. Okay. And uh, he had his phone and he flipped it out. He said, I just started painting a few months ago. Probably this has probably been within the last year. And he shows me a picture of, I don't know, it was like a background and some trees. And I go, my mouth flew open. I go, you did that? I guess that was real encouraging to him. <laughs> you mean you did that? No. I said, you did that. Because to me, Art is, is just an amazing thing when people can paint and stuff. It just looks like, I, I don't know, it just, it's just so effortless and it, and it comes alive. To me, I can't even draw a good stick, man. But the Lord has given me the opportunity and the blessing to write some songs. So when I write songs, that's my, that's my giving back, you know? It's, it's painting a picture with words. It's painting a picture with songs and things and music and stuff. So I, I spent some more time with this guy and I said, man... He said, yeah, I've been trying to do, do a little bit of this and get into doing maybe some art shows and stuff like that. I said, can you paint a picture of my motorcycle? He goes, I never did a motorcycle before. I said, you can do it. And the time I finished telling this guy how much he could do and was encouraged and everything else, he said, I think I could do it. He had never done that before, right? And he says, give me a picture of it. I said, you got it. And I said, can you add a cross? He said, we can add a cross. I said, can you put the footprints in there? He said, we can put some footprints in there. Never did any footprints. I'll do it. The whole thing is, when he had somebody to believe in him, there wasn't nothing he couldn't do. Isn't that something? He'd send me, he'd send me when he had about this much right here. What do you think? I said, brother, you're on it now. He sent me another picture. We're up here. I said, oh, boy, that's getting good now. Man, he had the forks down here. It's getting good. But you know what? With each stroke of that brush, I could see that his confidence was coming alive. And every time that I would encourage him in what he was doing, I would reinforce it with the gift that God has given him. I was investing in him. You see what I'm saying? Very gifted. Don't get me wrong. You say, well, that's good for him, but I don't, I don't, uh, I don't do that. I don't, uh, I don't paint. Just have to think about something. You don't have to paint. Maybe you do something like this. Anybody received one of these? 
I got a funny feeling for, for it's all over. Everybody's going to have one of these. It's amazing. Miss Georgia and Mr. Charlie, they, they love this. This is their gift. And this, this is small compared with if you ever get to visit the house. They get doing all types of stuff. It's amazing. And so what I'm saying is when you see things that people love and that's their passion, that's not work to y'all, is it? That's not work. That's fun, right? That's what they do. Mr. Charlie has told me many times, I think it's a sickness. <laughs> I said, no, he just loves it. But see, you know, somebody told me something a long time ago. If you find your passion, you'll never work a day in your life. You know what I mean? Banging on that guitar, that ain't no job for me. I love it. You know? It's, it's you know, it's, yeah, you got to put some time in to chop the wood and invest it and do the things like that. But when you can turn around and you can play somebody a song or you can give somebody a gift. Or, where's that other thing that I got you to hold? Got right there. Man, I didn't know y'all were going to have so many props for me today. Look at this right here. Y'all, can y'all see this for y'all listening? Look at this right here. Beautiful handmade cane. Now, you all know I said something. I went to, to visit Gene yesterday. Gene was going up and down the stairs in the hospital and getting ready to get released. And this is funny that you brought this today. Because the only thing that was on Gene's mind, he says, I was hoping to get by Charlie and George's house so I could get one of those homemade canes. Look what he brought in today. We're going to make sure he gets that. Now, he had, look at this. When I was there, he had a belt on where they hold you up. They had canes. Sure, they were fine canes. They had the old uh, the walkers. Had the nice tennis balls on there. But all he wanted, that's what he wanted. Had all that stuff. He said, man, I can't wait to get one of those. I said, well, what, yeah, let's see what's going on. And he walked in the door. Boom, God time. <laughs> see, your gift was already blessing somebody before you even turned it loose. Isn't that amazing? I think that's so good. What is it that each of you guys have that you're still holding on to that can be a blessing to somebody else? How can you encourage somebody with that? Look, don't miss this. I can't whittle nothing. And I'm kind of scared of stuff because you know, I'm afraid I'll take my finger off. And y'all heard all my, my great stories. And we do have a praise. I, I, I probably said it last week. I'll say it again. I actually fixed a plumbing problem by myself, a plumbing problem. My mom was like, oh, my gosh, that's great, you know, answer the prayer. But I'm going back to this. When we see things that people can do, encourage that. When we see things that people think they can't do, speak life into it. You know, that's what this is about. As we go into thinking about things that are thanks, Thanksgiving time and all this, stuff, are you thankful for the gift that God's given you? So many times, I can, I can almost hear this coming out of your head. Well, I don't sing, and I don't play guitar, and I don't whittle, and I don't paint. You know what? You might be a great listener. You might be an amazing prayer warrior. You might be somebody that, you know what, is willing to give up their seat on a bus so somebody else could get in there. Or let somebody go ahead of you in the airport. That's amazing. That's compassion. You know what I mean? You might be somebody that's willing to serve your country. I don't know what it is, but I can tell you this for sure. God has placed something unique and amazing in your life. And you're not the only one. So see it in other folks as well. Everybody doing good? Say amen. Amen. All right. I said Jesus is the treasure of the life-changing gospel. If there's anything that I love to talk about, it's Jesus. I guess you know that. Well, me and Jesse didn't get to go out on our Friday night, dad night to eat, so we, we just rolled it over to Saturday. And I came home yesterday, I said, Jess, he knows his daddy. I said, you know what I'm thinking? He said, Sid. And he said, what does that mean? Our cook, where we like to go, his name is Sid. <laughs> he said, Sid. I said, I was thinking about going to see Sid. We go to that little uh, Yakahami, whatever they, what, what is it, Jess? Yukihami. They chop it all up, the food, and you eat with people. Now, think about this. I know y'all find this hard to understand here, especially now. Years ago, people told me about those little uh, restaurants where you sit with all these people that you don't know. I was like, I ain't going to sit with nobody I don't know. You know? <laughs> now I jump in the middle. I'd flip the egg if he let me do it. You know? I just had to get out of the comfort zone. So we get there, and as soon as we get there, this lady gives me one of these faces. I'm thinking, I don't know you, but I think I'm supposed to know you. And her husband goes, how you doing? And I go, hey, I don't know these people, but I will. And went over here, another, another folks had, they had their little three-month-old baby, and now we're talking that thing. And all of a sudden, guess what? We're talking about Jesus. Isn't that amazing? It's amazing. That guy, I was talking about Jesus, and Jesse, Jesse ate everything on his plate. 
And I still got a half a plate, so you know I was talking. Because I'm usually running right there. And I was talking about Jesus. I was talking about church and everything else. And the guy was like this. He's eating going, really? Really? I go, yeah, God's good. And he's just going, he's going, what's your name? I told him my name. And he started Googling stuff. I said, hey, my name is Jesus' name. And he was telling me about what God's done in his life. You know what? The man says, uh, I said, well, what do you do? He says, I, I got a dump truck business. I said, man, that's all right. He says, man, he says, I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't know why I'm telling you this. He says, the Lord has blessed me so much. He said, I got too much business. I said, that's amazing. And a time like this, he says, I, I just got so much business. I said, how did you come to know the Lord? He said, we were dumping dirt at the foundation at a church. <laughs> I said, really? He said, yeah. He said, I was working there, and the pastor said, hey, look, man. He said, we need to get this thing. We got to get this permit and stuff done. He says, man, he says, we got to get this done. We got to open this church up and everything else. He says, if you can get this done, he says, man, I got a great invitation for you. He said, oh, I got a great invitation for you. And they worked, and they did, and they worked, and they finished. And, and his wife said, when they, uh, they had this uh, grand opening of the church. And she said, I can't even get down 17. So many people there. He said, well, what the pastor there told me, he said, that we're invited. He said, I put all that dirt down there. Help lay that foundation. He said, you want to go? She said, yeah, let's go. <laughs> Guess what? The Lord got a hold of the man. And I'm going to tell you, he is running for the Lord, man. He said, you know, I grew up in church, but, you know, it kind of had a drug problem. They had to drag him to church, you know what I mean? But you know what? He was getting that foundation. And can you imagine that God took that man right where he was, doing his business, and he said, let me tell you. He said, I got to tell you, this is just God. He said, we were struggling in our business. And he says, we started doing things like that. And God started opening up doors. And he says, he said, I'm on one of the leadership teams. He said, can you believe that? He was pointing at us, can you believe it? I said, yeah, I believe it. Because somebody believed in him. See? No longer was dumping that dirt up there a problem. It was a blessing. See? He was like, man, we're going to get some more trucks up there. We're going to do that. See, that great invitation was the invitation that we put out every week. It was to know Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior. Isn't that amazing? He fought all the traffic. He got up in there. What's his invitation? See, I think he probably thought they were going to have like barbecue or a hot dog or something. But he got something so much more. He came face to face with people that loved the Lord and was willing to love him where he was to share the treasure of Christ. And it was life changing in his life. Jesus is about changing life all the time. Every day. For the better. I said a, a better view of others. So in others. This is what we want to do. This is a hidden treasure. Get a better view of others. And watch God reveal the treasure he has placed in them. I want you to really look at folks different this week. In a good way. To realize that Jesus Christ died for their sin. And your sin. That God says, they're amazing. He says, you're amazing. See, if we can start looking at things like that, what in the world would the, the, I am not even on the notes. That's all right with me. What would this world start looking like if we start applying that in our lives? If we started seeing the value in other people, that we say, you know what? It's worth investing in somebody. It's worth to tell them that, you know, give them a little encouragement. And this is where I put in there, evidently I need to say this again. I said, how many people got company coming this week? <laughs> and, I, and I thought about crazy uncles, silly cousins, all that stuff. I pray that we can be a loving host to them, a fresh fragrance of Christ to them. And I'm praying that major, listen to this, major breakthroughs in families. Because I do know this, every family, preaching to me first, have some disjointedness at times, don't they? I'm probably the one that's the disjointed one, you know? You know, everything, it's not, you know, everybody's looking at because he's talking to us, he's talking to us. No, I'm talking to all of us, you know? It's all of us. So what I hope to, today is that God will warm our hearts, open our hearts, and take this message, right, and help us go where we can break the chains of all this stuff. Man, un unshackle and snap the, snap the chains of all this fear. Hate, selfishness. Look at this. You're only going to deal with them for an hour anyway, right? Can't you just show them the love of Christ? We'll start with baby steps, right? Now, how many does this happen? 
You have folks over, you eat everything, everybody leaves, you spend the rest of the day talking about the people that came over. Do not raise your hand. Everybody just went, mm. <laughs> let's get by that. Let's work through that, right? You know? And I know sometimes when you leave here, you probably have roast preacher, right? You know what that is. I cannot believe what he said that today. He was looking at me when he said that. I'm a pan No, I'm not. You know? Man, I time I get something to eat later on my ears, I'll be smoking, man. My mom said, somebody talk about you if your ears burn. I said, they're going to catch my hair on fire. Right? But you know what? What do they say? If they talk about you, they're leaving somebody else alive. You know, we, we laugh and, and we do things and stuff. But I'm going to tell you what. I hope that we take a few minutes and get serious about this and look and say, you know what, Lord? Give me the heart of Christ when I look at others. You know? Give, give, me, give me the eyes of Christ and the heart of Christ. Because I'm going to tell you what. Isn't that what somebody did for you sometime along the way? Aren't you glad somebody came out and shared the message of Jesus Christ with you? I mean, have you ever been really, 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 really down? You don't need anybody else to stomp on you. You might need that one person to believe in you. You might need that one person. And we know that Christ believes in us. We know that God believes in us. But you know what? God might send you this week. He might send you today to be that reminder. To be that reminder to somebody else. It's amazing. Look at the lives that you touch. So I didn't talk to nobody. I didn't share Jesus in the grocery line. But you know what? You're a part of something so much bigger. You're a part of this right here. Every week that the Lord blesses us with the message, we're able to put it out on the internet and they hear it all over the world. You know what? There's, there's things when you say, hey, you know what? You're welcome in our church. You know? Maybe it's just that much. Maybe it's a Bible, a Bible track. Maybe it's a card. Just somebody get in the car and say, you know, I was thinking about you this week. Maybe it's a phone call. Maybe it's a text. Maybe it's just somebody you see at the credit union and you say, how you doing? Maybe somebody you see at the credit union and say, you know, your mom and dad are just amazing. Still, still working on the brother. <laughs> I'm teasing. Dana's like, that sounds like it. He's talking about me. No, I'm teasing. No, you got an amazing family and we love them. And, and, and you know, so I, I just pray that, you know what, that we ask God to give us a better view of others in his eyes. But you know what? Sometimes it's got to start right here. Everybody ready to say amen? Amen. Sometimes we've got to get a good look at ourselves. Oh, watch them feet now. I said, you know what? Look in the mirror and allow these things to become clear. Let me put that again. Look in the mirror and allow these things to become clear. What? Look at the scripture here. Good place to write some of these down. You can go back and look at them later. 1 Corinthians 6, 17, he said, but he who unites himself with the Lord is one with him in spirit. There's a whole lot more good going on in your life than you give yourself credit for. Really, we ought to be giving God credit for. Amen? I want you to hear that. So let me ask you a question. Are you united with Christ through faith? Let me hear you. Yes, I am. Amen? Have you put your faith and trust in him? Do you know that you're not alone? See, that's something else. While we're saying that, um, you can get with us. Tommy had it rolling around on the uh, advertisements earlier. Um, in town, they have an opportunity for folks that may not have a place to, to, to fellowship or go, and they have a, a Thanksgiving dinner. We'll tell you more about that before you leave if you know anybody uh, or if that's something you'd like to participate in there. I think it's at Island Fitness uh, Center here. I think that's wonderful to reach out to the community. I just, uh, just want to bring that back up. But he said, but he who unites himself with the Lord is one with him in spirit. Isn't it amazing to be on a winning team? Anybody play any sports? Right. Okay, how about anybody play any checkers? Right. You know, some sport. There's something you've done, and there's somewhere online that you had a victory in. Feels pretty good, isn't it? Let me tell you something. When you call on the name of Jesus, you have victory in Christ. You are set in the family of Christ. Amen? So when you do have crisis, and I hate to tell you this, but, but it's the truth, you will have crisis. Everybody knows that. Amen? You will walk through some hard times, but you won't be alone. And I don't know about you, it's good to know who's on your team. Amen? It's good to know that the Lord has you back, that he's our, 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 our fortress in those times. And we're united with him. Let's take a look at this. A couple more scriptures. I want to load you all up with this. Put this in your heart this week, okay? Write them scriptures down. It says, 
Colossians 2, 9 and 10. I know I pull this out from time to time, but I tell you, it's powerful and I love it and I want you to get this. For in Christ lives all the fullness of God in a human body. So you also, that is, that's you, are complete through your union with Christ, who is the head over every ruler and authority. We have completeness in Christ. See, a lot of times we run all over the place because we feel incomplete. We throw all types of different things at it, right? But if we sit down and really look at what we have in Christ, I think we would realize real fast that we are complete in him. We, we, he gives us strength. He gives us the power in Christ, the authority in Christ. We are armed and dangerous to the enemy. But here's the deal. If you don't realize that, it won't do you any good. If you don't know, I was talking to a friend of mine. How many remember the story last week? I tracked down a guy that showed me how to play the guitar. Y'all remember that? Guess who called me this week? My buddy. And guess what we talked about? Jesus. Jesus. Yes, indeed. And you know what? His cousin was there who showed him how to play. And guess who knows Jesus? His cousin. Guess who was in the middle of all that, right? My buddy was here. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he got to hear about that message. It wasn't just from what his cousin thought. It was about from his old buddy that he invested in. And now I want to invest in him. I want to invest that treasure. I want to dig that treasure up and say, hey, man, here. I want you to know about this greatest treasure ever. I want you to know about this life that God has given us in abundance. I want you to know that your sins are forgiven. I want you to know that I know you went through a lot of different things. And I know you've had some hard times. But God still loves you, man. I want you to know that. You know what he kept saying? Man, that's some great news. Man, when can we talk again? Hey, man, I love you, buddy. Appreciate that. I am standing on the word of God that he's going to grab hold of that. Because I'll tell you what, God's working it. All those years, I would think about it. Man, I hope he knows Jesus. Man, where's he? I hope he knows Jesus. Lord, we can reach people all over the world. I got to find my friend. Who is it that God put on your heart so hard? It doesn't, and you're not limited to one, okay? <laughs> you're not limited to one. It could be a whole crew. It could be a whole family. It could be a whole world. And God can use you in that. Amen? I just wanted to share that. I want him to know when he's united with, with the Lord that, you know what, all these things are at his fingertips. I want you to know that. I said, you know, we need to be sure of who we are and what we have. Never stop digging in the richness of the word of God. Just like our, our first scripture said. Back on to your sheet here. When a man found it, he hid it again. He's talking about that treasure. And then in his joy, he went and sold all he had and bought that field. I know I'm Going back to the beginning, I want to pull that in. This whole message is about the hidden treasure. Ultimately, it's about the message, the gospel message, that the enemy tries to blind the world to. I'm going to tell you what, you're not blind anymore. You have the light of God's word, right? You have the Bible. You have all those things. You have Holy Spirit in you to draw you closer, to, to train you up so you can share it with somebody else. You know what? Amazing. You know, you ever done any study on angels? That's pretty amazing. But you know what? As amazing that is, you're higher than that, man. They don't even get the privilege to share the gospel. We get the privilege to share the gospel. That's pretty good. You know? When people ask you what you do, what do you answer? Usually they say, oh, I'm a plumber. I'm this, I'm that, and all that. Nothing wrong with a good, honest living. Don't matter what you do. That's good. But I cannot help myself because this is my default answer all the time. Before I even get my words, my lips go around. I said, I tell people about Jesus. They go, oh. <laughs> well, where do you work at? You know, you want to tell them, man, I'm a part of a big global thing all over the world. Really? Yeah, man, it's a big company. It's big. It's huge. Really? Yeah, man, on the board, in the family. It's a family business, yeah. What is it? It's called a church. How about that? How you like that? And they go, ooh, he's connected. Yes, we are. Connected to the king. That should affect everything we do, everything we say, everything we give, everybody we meet, everything. 
right? Every single thing ought to be coming from that because why we're united with Christ. But if you don't remember that and you don't rehearse that in your heart, the enemy will lie to you. You don't think that old devil would lie to you, do you? Oh, yeah, he would. He'll twist the word of God. He'll find everything in the world that, 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 that uh, you know, that will concern you or worry you and capitalize on it. And you know what happens a lot? When you go to close your eyes at night. You say, why do you listen to so much preaching at night? Because I ain't got time for the devil. <laughs> I don't. I'm too busy. Denise waking me up because I'm snoring. Must have slept good last night. I got a little elbow strike on the side. Roll up. But I'm listening because I want to fill up my life over and over on the things of God. Because I know tomorrow's coming. And I know tomorrow that it's 24 hours closer than when God's coming back. The Bible says no man knows when he's coming back. But I'm going to tell you what, another day goes by, that means we're that day closer. Would you agree with that? Every day that goes by, we're getting closer. Are you ready? Are you ready? You might say, I'm ready personally. Now, that's great. That's where we want to start at because we're talking about in you. Are you ready personally? That's what I want you to know. That's it. Yes. Now, this is it. Are you ready to give account for what you've done with Jesus? I believe there's more we can do. When I go to the doctor tomorrow, guess what? They're going to hear about Jesus. They are. Ain't no question about it. And my doctor already knows before he goes through those, those doors, we're going to be praying. Right? And if I can't, if for some reason they knock me out, the home team, they're going to say, wait a minute, we're going to be praying. Right? Because you know what? I think every opportunity is an opportunity to share Jesus. You know? It might not be where uh, where you think you're at a, a, a job and say, well, maybe you say, well, I, I can't do that there. Man, there's a way. You say, well, what way is that? Live your life connected to Christ. You'd be surprised who will seek you out. And they go, man, that guy's a little different. That girl's a little different. Right? We should be different. I'm not going to stand up here and tell you that we don't have some of the same flaws. Preaching to me first. But I'm going to tell you what. We have a loving, forgiving God that will put us back on track. Are you willing to turn around and say, Lord, you know, I believe that helped me. I know that's, that's the way I have to deal with my life. But look at this scripture here. I want you to see this. Ephesians 5.1. Paul says this. He says, therefore be imitators of God as beloved children. Kids pick up on stuff, don't they? Isn't that something? I'll tell you what, man. When Jesse was growing up, I thought, woo, got me a new guitar player. I told Tom, play the guitar. He goes, I like the drums. I said, no, you don't. You like the guitar. So, as we have it, he played both. That's good. <laughs> so I said, Jesse, Jesse would turn around and, and probably, son, I'm sorry, but this is the truth. Everything Jesse would grab was left-handed. And I said, no, put it in your right hand. She said, why do you do that? I said, well, I don't have any left-handed guitars. <laughs> I don't have to buy new guitars. I want to left it. I mean, he was dad's boy, right? And they grow and they, they, they still dad's boys, right? But they start doing their own thing, and that's okay. I used to call Jesse this tick boy. Tick boy. What do you mean? I couldn't go in there. He was only like a tick. I go somewhere and go, hey, what's going on? How you doing? I loved it, man. Everything was going on. I turned around and I stopped. Boom, he's in the back of me. You know, turn back. He's over here. And I'm like, man. I told Denise, I said, would you like to hang out with him a little bit? And she told me, well, you know, you, you better enjoy that. Now I'm tick dad. I was like, hey, man, sit with me. He said, I'm good. He said, dad, don't put your arm around me. Who does when you're 15 years old? <laughs> I said, just at home, man. I just want to tell you I love you, know? <laughs> Thomas and him doing this boom, fist bump. <laughs> you love your kids, man. You just want to hang out with them, you know? <laughs> it does. See? I got six more years on the first one. <laughs> but it's true, you know? Because right about 14 or 15, they start realizing that your dad might not be that cool. You know, when I was about 15, my dad had this stupid fishing hat. I'm going, no, don't wear the hat. He's going to wear the hat. Well, I'll make him not wear the hat. He wear the hat. So finally, we got him off that hat, 
And he started this new fad. You think everybody else is doing My dad started. He's got a hat on backwards. <laughs> my dad was cool. Right? You see the pants all the way down here? My dad started that. He did. He didn't have no belt. He'd be down like this. I'm like, throw your pants up. You know? And then I said, Mama, please, I will buy him some shorts. He had the pants that would go all the way to here. And then he would pull his, his socks up to here. And he'd get sunburned kneecaps. I go, Dad, what are you doing? He says, well, I ain't worried about what somebody thinks. So that tobacco. I dare he said, man, you see how white my legs are? That thing's a burn slap up, son. I got to cover them up, but it's too hot to have the full pants on. Oh, man. And then, and then the kids would come over, and they'd go, come on, Papa. <laughs> my dad was doing this. <laughs> Anything for the grandkids, you know what I mean? I'm thinking, I wish I had some of that footage, boy. Man. Oh, my goodness. So you're going to imitate something. <laughs> That's what I'm getting back to. You know? Man, I pray that you know what? That, that we're tick people for God. <coughs> that we cling to him like that. That when God goes this way, he goes that way. You know, and we're right there. <laughs> My sister-in-law goes, but you didn't learn that in college, did you? <laughs> but that's the deal. I'm trying to love us right where we are. That means something to me. Because, man, I just like, man, just grab hold. Man, what does a tick do? Man, it just, it just grabs hold and just sucking all the life out of it. I hope we grab hold of the word of God and suck all the life out of it for ourselves, right? Well, I got some good news. You can't suck all the life out. It continues to give you life and it continues to grow you and it continues that we can blossom and make a difference in other people's life. Therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children. You know, it's funny. My, my cousin, uh, he's a little bit older than me, but I remember this. And they used to say this. You look just like your daddy. You look just like your daddy. I know my, my, my kids probably feel the same way. And he would take off running crying. And he said, what's wrong? What's wrong with you? He said, I don't want to be fat. Right? <laughs> We're not talking about that. But kids look and they see all this. And like, I don't want to do that. But you know what? Look up a little higher. I, I pray that we put our eyes on the board. It's amazing how people impact your life and things impact your life. Get around a bunch of negative people and guess what happens? If you're not careful, you can start, that'll start wearing off on you, won't it? I used to work with a lot of folks that was older than me and they, they had a little bit of a bad attitude, to be honest. And I was the young guy. And I, I was going something and I was dating this girl and she goes, how do you like your job? I said, oh, well, I'm going to that. She said, don't you work right across the street? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just She said, tell me about the people you work with. I said, well, this guy's retired and this and that and this and on. She said, are they kind of crabby? I go, oh, yeah. She said, well, you fit right in. <laughs> I thought, how dare she? She was telling the truth. I didn't realize I started imitating those folks. You know what I mean? You know, I get up, I'm 20 years old going like this. You know, now I can't help it. <laughs> That's how I walk, right? And I thought, I don't want to do that. You know, I don't want to do that. And I thought, man, I, you know, Lord, who is it that you've called me to be? Lord, who is it that, that I'm supposed to imitate? Who, who is my role model? I'm going to tell you what, our role model is Jesus Christ. I'll be the first one to say, sometimes I don't follow real good. But I'm going to tell you what, I'm glad he let you start over, aren't you? I'm glad that he's got forgiveness and he's got mercy and all that. We can get back on that path. That's the whole deal. You know, and I pray that we look at these things as we go through. That, you know, if nothing else grabs you today, I pray this right here, this, this verse. Therefore, be imitators of God as his beloved children. As you have friends over and family over and you get a little time off to just uh, enjoy some of the, the, the holidays. Man, be that mirror of Christ. Amen. I'm going to pick up some speed here. What about the hidden treasure in Christ? i got a lot of good scriptures here I want to share with you guys. Colossians 2, 2 and 3. It says, and, and this is my prayer for us often. Paul's writing this and he says, My goal is that they may be encouraged in heart and united in love so that they may have the full riches of, of complete understanding in order that they may know the mystery of God, namely, or mainly you could say, Christ. 
in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. That is a powerful scripture. That is a wonderful prayer. I had a guy one time, and, and, and he was a fairly new Christian, and, and he was going to be doing some different things. He says, they want me to, to pray before we, we go into this event. What should I pray? I said, have you been praying about it? He says, yeah, I just, I just can't get my mind around. I'm a little nervous. I said, well, let's take a look at this. And I directed him to this right here. I said, now you pray about it, but I'm going to tell you what, that's a great foundation right there. Look at this when we start looking at it. We're built up. We're, there's power in the unity of Christ. That, you know, he says that we'll have the understanding of God, and it'll be known to us, right? If there's something that's hidden, it means you've got to do a little digging sometimes, don't you? Right? Sometimes you've got to do a little digging, right? I told a story, and I won't go all through it. My, my great-grandfather, they talked about Thanks, Angie. My great-grandfather, <laughs> they thought the old man was crazy, man. And he had a river running through the back of the, He had a creek running down the back of his yard. Some of you all remember me saying this stuff. And all the kids would say, what's he doing out there? What's he doing out there? And every day when he'd get off from the coal mines, he'd take a big stick, and he'd roll this rock out a little bit further. And they didn't want to help old grandpa or nothing. They said, yeah. And he went out there and he kept moving that rock and he moving that rock and he moving that rock and he moved that rock over to the edge of the water. But see, they weren't looking at the big picture. And he rolled that rock all the way over to the side and he put it over there and it started diverting the water and diverting the flow of that water and it started cutting the river bank out on the other side. Guess what? It doubled his yard in the course of so many years. Because every time that water would go over there, he turned around and filled the dirt in. And next thing you know, he's got a lot of property. He's got a lot of land. Right? How does that tie in with this right here? Wisdom and knowledge. He was a praying guy. My dad said, you know, he'd be out there working all the time, but he'd also be praying all the time. I can't help but think that God's giving him some wisdom. See, there's a really good spiritual lesson in there. See, when, when, when we're in the middle of the flow, in the middle of the flood, and we plant that rock of Jesus Christ in there, it diverts some of those things, right? And it starts eating away at the other stuff, and it builds us up to gain more territory. Do you see what I'm saying there? We start growing in that. We start advancing in the kingdom. See, when I hear that story, I, I just go, oh, that's nice. We had a bigger yard. No. There was more to that. There was a spiritual connotation that we could grab from that. Because you know what? As he worked and he dug and he did these things, God was faithful in those things. I want you to get that picture again. As we walk with the rock of Jesus Christ, we talked about it not too long ago, being on that safe place, right? Our refuge. A couple of weeks ago, we talked about on that shelf, pulled from the miry muck. Look at that. As we walk with the Lord and we're, we're blessed with him. The unity in his love and all these things be encouraged in the heart. That as we walk in that thing, there's going to be some big waves coming in your life. There's going to be some big storms coming in your life. I wish I could tell you that it's not. But I'm going to tell you what. When we're standing with the Lord, standing on the Lord, God can continue to keep our feet upon that rock. No matter how big that creek bed is. No matter how hard the rain's blowing. No matter any of those things. And again, we go back because he gives us the, all the hidden treasures of the wisdom and knowledge in Christ. Amen? Let's keep on rolling. How about this? Do we have an eternal perspective? I said if we do, it's priceless. You know? And, and I wrote something down here. I want to make sure I read it uh, just the way I wrote it. I said eternal perspective is bigger than just for later. It starts impacting lives now. Christ impacts lives every day and every minute. Knowing about heaven, being sure that you're going to heaven is amazing. But I'm going to tell you what, your eternal life starts the day that you call on the name of Jesus. Amen. It starts right here, right now, making differences. It starts right here, right now, experiencing his peace. Right here, right now, gaining the wisdom of God, the completeness of our, our fullness of that relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. So that you know what, we're never alone, that we can call on the name of Jesus over and over and over. So here it is. What are you doing with your treasures? What are you doing with the treasures that God's placed in you? Listen, listen, listen. I'm not just talking about the wood whittling, the painting, the singing, the dancing, whatever it is like that. There is something that God has put in you that is amazing. I promise you. Because he says he gives each one of us a gift. He deposits his spirit in us. When we call upon the name of the Lord. 
You get some time this week? Read the book of Ephesians, six chapters. Spend a lot of time in chapter one. Dig in that treasure. How we're sealed with the spirit, right? Chapter two, he talks about that, you know what? That we're the masterpiece of God. And as you go on through and you get to chapter six, he talks about putting on the full armor of God, being ready for those things. I try the best of my ability and I can only do it through the Lord's strength to bring you an encouraging message each week because there's so much stuff out there. But I also want to prepare you. There's some bad folks out there. Look at the news this week. Okay? There's a lot of stuff going on. I want us to put on the full armor of God so that we're united with Christ. That we have the wisdom of Christ. The protection of Christ. So I don't ever want you to think, oh, buddy, just tell us, oh, it's just feel good, this, is this, this, this. I want you to be ready. I want you to be prepared. I want you to be secure in Christ. So when the crisis come, we're overcomers. That's what I want us to know. I want you to know that you have the power of prayer in your life. You have total access to the throne room of God. I want you to hear this. I don't know somebody listen to this later, whatever. No one can pluck you out of the hand of God. Take a look at that. John 10, 27 through 30. My sheep know my voice. Man, that's powerful. Because one of the first things we got to realize is this. It's all about him. It's all about Christ. And then we can, we can walk from that place of knowing that we're secure in Christ. It helps us move into other things that Christ has for us. If you're doubting your salvation, you're like, well, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. You're going to have some turbulent times. And James says, hey, double-minded man. That's what you're going to get. Maybe yes, maybe no. No, be, be encouraged to know that you're saved. Amen. Stand on the, on, the, on the fullness of what God's done. And I know today that with all the things going on in the world, there's a lot of different things that just make us go, what is going on? Well, I'll tell you what. He says, in this world, there's going to be a lot of things coming down. There's trials and tribulations, right? Wars and rumors of war. You know? But we can be of good cheer. I'm not being blind to the things that are going on. I read the book. He said this was going to happen. He said these things are going to happen, right? But we're not going to be ruled by fear. We're going to walk by faith and understand that God has, this is not, nothing shocking to God. So let's stand on the promises of God. Let's be preparing our heart and look at, dig through those, those treasures of God and strengthen yourself in the Lord. Those hidden treasures are there for a reason. And you know what? I'm going to jump back to my great granddad's story. Those boys said, you know what? It's amazing how strong our granddad got from moving that rock, from digging and doing. When you dig in the Bible, it will strengthen you. When you dig in your prayer time, it will strengthen you. When you take more time and invest in the things of God, he will grow you. Amen? I ask people all the time, how long have you been walking with the Lord? Somebody said five years. Somebody say 10 years. Somebody say 35 years. I said, has he ever left you? And the answer I always get is no. And they usually follow up with this. But I've walked away a few times. But God never did. So you know what? Whether you've been walking with the Lord six months, six days, or 60 years, I want to tell you what. Come home if you're starting to bear off. If we're starting to walk away, come back and focus on that. And I want to tell you what. In Christ. It's not a hidden treasure. It is a treasure. God's not hiding things from you. He was just saying in, in, in this particular parable. But you know, so many times, I think we walk by some of the greatest treasures we have. Sometimes we walk by our family. Sometimes we walk by our friends, our church family, and things like that. Yesterday when I was at the hospital... I had just a few minutes and, and, and was talking with Gene and stuff, and a nurse came in there. And I had an ODU shirt on. I just wear them because they think I'm smarter. But uh, she said, what do you do at ODU? I said, I root for the football team. <laughs> Finding common ground. We give some, some practical application. That was some common ground we had right there. And it's funny. I don't know why, but most people, when I'm going somewhere, they go, that's my preacher. He rides a motorcycle. <laughs> what does that 
come out. It comes out all the time. But it was funny because I believe that it was part of the, the, the whole God thing. Because Jean said something about it, and she goes, what do you got, a wide glide? You got a roadmaster? I said, no, I got a sportster little one. She goes, is it a 1200? You said, why are you bringing all this up? Just those few little things open up the door for that lady to put her guard down so I can share some Jesus with you. Isn't that amazing? What is it that God's doing in your life? It was just kind of funny how those things kind of un, un, unfolded right there. And the next thing you know, we're talking about Jesus. And the next thing we're talking about what's going on in her life. And talking about how, and she says, man, she says, your friend's really coming out of this. This is good. I said, there's a lot of people praying for this fellow right here. See, in that instant, it switched from ODU, motorcycles, all that, to the main thing. We were uncovering the hidden treasure. We were moving those things so that we could turn around and share the gospel with the slave. Isn't that great? You can start anywhere in any conversation and there's no distance too far that you can't get to the cross, amen? I pray that that's what we do over this holiday. You know what? Be that imitator of Christ to your family. Be that imitator of Christ to your neighbors. Hey, if you know somebody's going through a tough time, man, fix them a plate and send it next door. Invite them over. I don't know what it is, but I'm going to tell you what, this is a great time to do that. And you know what? It doesn't have to stop this week. We can carry it in day after day, amen? Let's take a look at this here. Had a few more things on here. I'll read this again. It says, The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field. When a man found it, he hid it again, and then in his joy went and sold all he had and bought the field. We know he's talking about the gospel. We know that he's talking about the good news of Christ. And you know what? It's such a value that he gave everything to receive it. I didn't have this on the board, but if you write this down, you look it up later, but I'm going to share it with you. Matthew 9, 37 and 38. I want to send us out with this on our hearts. Jesus was speaking to his disciples, and he says, The harvest is plenty, but the workers are few. So pray to the Lord who is in charge of the harvest. Ask him to send more workers into the field. Let us be those workers to go into the field and share that gospel. Let us be the workers that go out. And share the love of Christ, the grace of Christ, the love of Christ, the forgiveness of God. Especially this week, but every day, every day, every opportunity. Let us pray. Father God, I thank you so much that you could teach us so much from just a, a parable, just a picture. And has so many things in there that we can wrap our hearts and minds around because that's just how big you are. You know, Lord, we're coming into a time where we celebrate Thanksgiving and we're so thankful for what you've done. We're giving you your only son, God. We're thankful for our church family. We're thankful for the healing that you work in our brothers and sisters, Lord. Lord, we lift up our families and, and, and friends and we lift up this country, this world. Said so the harvest is plenty, but the workers are few. Lord, help us to be those workers to go out and share the good news of Christ. To see the hidden treasures in others. To discover the hidden treasures that you place it in each one of us. And to know the treasure that is in Christ. If there's one here today that does not know you as Lord and Savior, I pray that right now, Lord, you calm our hearts and, 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 and just Holy Spirit, woo them to yourself and understand that uh, it's on their lips. All they have to do is ask. If you've never put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, today's your day. You're not here by mistake. You're not listening to this on the internet later by mistake. It's your time. It's your day. You say, how can I know? The Bible says if we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in the heart of God, raise him from the dead, you will be saved. When we put our faith and trust in the finished work of the cross, there was a debt that had to be paid. And it took a perfect sacrifice. And it was given for you and I. And his name was Jesus. But it didn't stop there. Yes, it was given. But on the third day, he rose up again. And he sits on the right-hand side of God. The place of honor. And he is our advocate. He's our lawyer. He's the one that says, it is finished. He's our one that says, you know what? He's mine. She's mine. Today, can you say, he is mine and I am his. I pray that you can. 
Lord, for when we miss the mark and we fall short, Lord, help us to realize that, you know what? We're just a whisper away of that repentance and saying, Lord, help me. Lord, I've blown it today. I've blown it yesterday. Lord, help me to get my mind wrapped around the greatness of you, that I would be full and complete in you. Forgive us, Lord, when we fall and miss the mark. But Lord, I know this. From your word, we never fall under the grip of your grace. In Jesus' name, amen. Give the Lord a major hand clap. <laughs>